2: fine saturday matinee to you steve sarmento good morning pete wright how are you this morning i'm i'm awake (laughs) i'm awake you are in full radio voice Uh, that's right (laughs) we're gonna be talking about movie trailers
0: this morning (laughs) but first traffic on the five steve (laughs) how was your movie week i know that there was after last weekend there was a bit of a lull post happy time murders do you want to do any sort of cleansing rituals with I didn't, I didn't even, I didn't even me today. get out to
2: see it, so I just—you didn't no, see it either. I, just, I had a feeling. I, didn't see it. I had this feeling, and then I was—I was—I had a really busy weekend, and so I couldn't be on the film board. And I'm—I'm I'm really thankful because I—I I just had this sense that this is not what people are going to think it's going to be, and I was—I was just patiently watching responses sort of show up in discord and listen to last week's sat mat and said yeah i'm not even bothering i've got other things to to take care of this weekend and now there's other stuff there's a lot of things i still have to catch up on and this is sure not wasting my time on that no
0: well, it sounds like that was the right yes. decision
2: i want to thank everybody else uh, for taking and- a hit for the team on that one
0: yeah yeah totally they totally did. Uh, and that was, uh, yeah, it seems like that was a child 44 ish uh, low point for us. Well, it's got, uh, for the, it's for the team. happen,
2: And that's, I, you know, it does make for good conversation when you've got something that's got some flaws, gives you something to talk about. Oh, it sure does. No, I got, a, I yes, took a, some of the family that had not seen uh, Mission Impossible Fallout yet out to see that so we'd had a busy summer mm-hmm. so it took my wife and, and youngest to go see that and thanks to to Nick Langdon who had pointed us to a uh, Empire did a whole like spoilery conversation with Christopher McQuarrie that is like six hours so it's it's like doing you know commentary times two and a half uh, and there's, yeah, right. there's so many things he talks about so watching it again with some of this knowledge of things that changed Decisions that got made about certain scenes, little little behind-the-scenes insights. Uh, I got to notice a lot of interesting things uh, watching it a second time. Still really enjoyable, but it became much more apparent to me that the, the flow of this movie is action, action sequence scene with conversation to explain Mm -hmm. what we need to do next, action sequence to have that happen, another big, you know, dialogue dump, and it just it moves itself along. But that's what you expect from a Mission Impossible movie. So, Exactly. It did what
0: it needed to do. What was it like seeing, just your experience seeing it the second time? uh uh, how'd you? How did it hit you? Do, did oh, it hold yeah. up?
2: Yeah, it holds up. Although I, yeah. I was not. You know, there's always the thrill of the first time. So I'm sitting next to my youngest Emma, and during the whole helicopter, you know, cliff face, she's just like latched onto my arm, just digging her fingers in, just like the the suspense is killing her. You know, and then of course the whole roof rooftop yeah. chase. You know, he's got to jump from building to building a couple of times. And she know, she knows one of the, one, one of, of them one is of bad. One of them is the ankle break. <laughs> she knows it's coming. She doesn't know which one. So each time he jumps, she's like, is it, is it, is it, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. Is it now? Is it now? <laughs> oh, so it was great, great watching her that's watch great. it well, as well. But no, I, I think it, it still holds up really, really well. It's, it's still my favorite of the franchise. And I, I really think with this one, I, I honestly, I don't need any more. This just really topped it. Oh, they will Steve. do more, but I it's it set such a high bar for this. And they, they yeah. wrapped up such a nice art going back to, you know, MI3 with his wife, Julia. And yeah. they just really wrapped all that up very nicely. I know there'll be more, but it it will be a, I don't want to say a reboot, but it's going to have to reset and become a new think just as they did back with you know MI3 sort of we're going to relaunch this it's going to be slightly different than the first two and those directors that worked through you know J.J. Abrams Brad Bird and Christopher McQuarrie I think all you know created a certain type of Mission Impossible that really worked well so they they needed to just reinvent it and launch it in a new direction because there's no point in trying to do what they've just done they need to, to take a shift on this for it to work really well uh what have you seen uh tag yes yes i did
0: okay so i saw tag on okay. the plane yes. on the way home i had not seen it i missed it in the theater
2: and you're a big uh, john ham fan you fell in love with john Hamder in this movie didn't you huge, huge
0: john ham fan oh of course and uh, jeremy renner absolutely needs to do more oh, comedy yes. yes uh he was terrific the entire cast was wonderful uh and i By the end of the movie (laughs) hospital room, I am on the plane at the very back of the plane weeping, (laughs) uh, 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 you know, oh, guys have friends, too. Guys have friends, too. Oh, God. It was it was fantastic. It was the the hangover level experience for me in terms of a comedy. Uh, I thought it was just super well architected, even though I saw just about everything coming. It came with just a wonderful wave and uh, of of just joy. was so surprised they were able to actually pull a feature-length movie out of this concept which was great i thought they just really enjoyed it um their time together and that you could you could really see that i had so much fun it's
2: nice it makes me want to start a game attack no don't do that (laughs) steve we're we're too for that T- how, did, how did you just become it? <laughs> we're just too old. Uh, I can't start a game of tag like that and have it go for 30 years because then it's... No. <laughs> Geriatric yes, tag. it's going to happen. Yeah, yes. we're yeah. on the way. No, I, I really enjoyed mm-hmm. that as well. I think that to do sort of the adult comedy without having to go to happy time murder you know trying to shoot Mm -hmm. you know sort of low-hanging fruit and just that was a really really well done smart comedy that yes as you said there's there's some things you see coming but there's there's something rewarding in that when it's done really well the payoff it's like listening to a really great song where you you no, it's your favorite song, and you know that moment's coming, and you anticipate it, and it's mm-hmm. just so rewarding when you get there. It's the same thing with a movie like that, where everything is working and it delivers what's expected, and it does so in such a way that it just it hits you in the heart, and you are like, "Yes, this is exactly what I needed." Yes, that's right,
0: that's right. I think another one's coming uh, that's going to hit us in the heart. Uh, have did you see what happened out of the Venice Film Festival f- during the premiere? Of a star is born. No,
2: I've, I've, no, we've talked about that. That was someone's trailer pick. It may have even been my trailer pick. I yeah. don't know. I did not. What, what happened at the Venice Film Festival? Uh,
0: during the movie, about an hour into the movie, the first, at the first moment, that uh, I, I think they, they were singing. Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper were singing on screen. A storm had hit the something in the facility and literally knocked out the projector and there was like a a, a, a long interruption uh in the, when the as the projector's light bulb was busted uh and still even so they got the movie back online and ended up the, it ended up getting an eight-minute ovation Oh wow! Uh, following that premiere. The reviews are glowing. Uh, it is, quote, a transcendent Hollywood movie, says Owen Gleiberman from Variety. Uh, playlist uh, reviewer Jessica King says, it's going to be a phenomenon, and it is my happy duty to report it's also very good. Wow. How was your movie week? I know that there was high praise for, uh, you know, pretty much any mo- big Budget movie these days. What a fun remake! I'm very excited to see it. I hope it's. I, I hope its hype is not getting out ahead of it too much.
2: Well, it, it needed a little bit of hype because of I think just the challenge that this film was facing from the get go. This is what version four or five of this story. It's been done. You know, Star Is Born. You know, we we have the '70s version with what barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson and uh, there's Judy Garland. You've got just the story's been told and there's the possibility to stumble when you try to do that and update it is it going to be so much of its era that it it falls short of being that iconic you know archetype story <clears throat> but it sounds like Bradley Cooper has pulled it off and i'm i'm thrilled because for several reasons one i i think he's a great talent and i just love seeing him branching out in this direction and being able to you know, succeed and his latest, you know, to behind the camera now to pull this off. Great things coming for him. I hope Lady Gaga, again, a musician that has, you know, been sort of pigeonholed into one type and has just morphing into something else. Again, showing her talents as a songwriter, not just as Mm -hmm. sort of this Madonna esque. you know, artist that morphs herself into different artistic types but here coming back just to the heart of what it means to write good songs but thirdly I you know we we watch like America's got talent and a lot of these other shows and I I love The Greatest Showman, but some of those songs I am just so tired of because everybody loves to sing them. So I'm waiting for the next wave of what's the big next musical number that (laughs) we're going to start hearing a lot of songs from because.
1: That's such a get off my
2: lawn (laughs) review, Steve. I love The Greatest Showman. I just don't need some of those songs in my life anymore on TV from people that do it you know decent job of singing them but there's yeah. they need to tap into a different well and and this may be that they want again to i love a really good musical I, you know something like this i'm so thrilled about this response because this is a movie that i want to enjoy because it sounds like it does all the things i want a really good movie to do it's about creative process it's you know character based it's going to be just a mm-hmm. real heartwarming story so congrats to everyone involved on this So my news tied together
0: both Ed Helms in Tag and Bradley Cooper in this movie. So now we're building the Hangover cast. Do you have any news involving Zach Galifianakis or Heather Graham, Ken Jeong,
2: Mike Tyson even? I'll take Mike Tyson. I don't think I have a, a Hangover connection in any of my news. Not that I can... Rob Riggle, no, come on, man! No, I don't think th- nothing. I, from- I, 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 All right, I, I, what do you so, got? Anything well, else you want to talk about? So there, the internet just loves rumors. And the internet loves rumors about things that. I didn't know this. Where do you go to get such rumors? And then there's rumors about things that people really hate or have a strong opinion about. And I'm surprised that it's been almost a year and there's still this whole nonsense is going on with Ryan Johnson. And apparently there were, there were some rumors circulating that Disney had canceled his trilogy. So he had to come out and some, I guess someone on Twitter asked him point blank, Hey, what's going on? And he said, no, 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 this is, this is still going forward because everybody just. Loves to jump on like the Star Wars hate wagon because of, mm-hmm. you know, after Solo and then, oh, we're, you know, they're not going to do the spinoff things. And so it just, I'm like, let it go, people. If you don't like the movie, don't like the movie. That's w- why, why you have to hate so much? Why you have to make other people miserable in your misery? Be miserable on your own. Let the rest of us have the things we enjoy. So it, it just surprised me that to this day, still they're, they're going after him because of you know he did his version of star wars and there's still rumors out you know is kathleen kennedy going to get pulled off of all the star wars stuff how happy is disney with what's going on with the franchise because it's had a couple stumbles and i just thought when did we get into this era of the fans being able to really push the studios around you know they have so much might they've got their mighty dollars that they feel that they can start to push studios around to say no 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 we don't like that we want you to do this for us so it just Mm -hmm. it
0: it, you know it's interesting i i think there's even still this this pretty significant initiative well significant small but boisterous initiative to to for fans to remake uh the last jedi yes yes there yeah you know that's Uh, Yeah, i i I have a I have a pretty significant problem with that too. I love fan stuff, but fan stuff like this that's that's rooted in uh, poison is is and and just you know hateful stuff. It's so dark side, Steve. It's so dark side. So that's why
2: I go to the other end of the spectrum for my other news because you you got to get away from from that. So I am just. As thrilled as I can be that there's going to be a Criterion edition of Terrence Malick's The Tree of Life, but because. No. <laughs> but here's, here's the part that you and Andy are going to love even more. Because he's Terrence Malick and because he shoots ridiculous amounts of film, he actually worked with Criterion staff to create a entirely new version of the film. Now, it's not entirely new footage, but it is a completely new edit that is 188 minutes long with entirely new storylines woven into it. Because if he's going to revisit his film, he's going to do something new with it. So scheduled for i think later this month the criterion edition coming out on blu-ray you'll have the original theatrical release plus an entirely new version with a ton of new footage that was never used for new storylines in the tree of life and because it's one of my favorite films i can't wait for this oh steve i'm so sorry <laughs> i'm sorry for so
0: much i'm sorry you have to wait yes. for it to a uh, whole month for it to it's come out week, we're but, in the beginning of september seems... it's
2: only a couple of weeks away <laughs> oh, steve what do i why can't do you, why can't you would just appreciate that i get to enjoy things that you know i feel i feel i, I feel bad that, that i, I you do can't i'm enjoy thankful it.
0: that these movies yes. exist because the, uh, you know, if if these movies didn't exist, what would we do with what would we do with our time when we're not seeing eighth grade together? <laughs> this movie to exists to keep you busy when I'm seeing other things.
2: I'm gonna sit down and watch this this three hour <laughs> epic, and you're gonna you're gonna sit down and watch a couple you know hours of whatever you want to watch, and that's fine. You know, that's the great thing we can agree <laughs> to disagree on things. You know, I you know says here available September oh, 11th. Oh, so That's coming no, right, right around, around the, corner. the corner. So, yeah. yeah. I just, you know, I'll just follow that up with, you know, 2011, oh, you geez. know, re-release or something. You know, 2001. Not 2011. 2001. Yeah. Well, I, t- I told you I'd, on Father's Day, I did my double feature of Tree of Life and Interstellar. My two, like, epic family stories that just, they they just get me right there in the heart. And I can't, can't help but yeah, love them. No, so. I hear it. I do. I'm on. I'm on
0: half okay. of your side. <laughs> Is that, that I'm on a we're quarter okay. side? I don't know. if I said that right. Uh, I also love yes. interstellar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I've been slow. I, my whole commitment to when we did the uh, 2001 series was to get through all the books, and I've been very slow to get through uh, all the books. I'm just about to wrap up uh, 2010 before I get on to the last two, which I. Um, I'm still just to confirm, I really like these stories. I just don't like that movie, that one movie. (laughs) I am such an Arthur C. Clarke fan of this series. And I, Andy's, I'm sure that he's rolling over right now as I say that.
2: Well, you know, that Kubrick would, every single novel that he had to move he always just made it his own and so you can go to the source material and say well this is it's great you know piece of literature and he would make a great film novel yep. that, that had really nothing to do with the it would he would take a thread of an idea and then just go with it and make it his own because that's the type of filmmaker he was um and it, it, it's, right. it's always surprising to me that i just look at what you know You've got The Shining, and that's based on a novel. You've got Lolita, based on a novel. You've got Dr. Strangelove, I believe, based on a novel. Full Metal Jacket, based on a novel. So much, you know, even Eyes Wide Shut. You know, everything he did, he would, he never, I'd have to look through everything to say, what was it that he did that was truly based on an original idea? And I don't know that there's many in there, even in his early, early work. So it's, it's interesting that such a, you know, classic, just, you know, celebrated director, so rooted in adaptations and not original stories. That
0: that's actually a really interesting point, uh, Steve. And I I haven't really thought about that all that much. But that that it, it makes Kubrick an interesting uh, animal. That he is, you know, critically an exceptional filmmaker. That's what that's what his role is. Even if he is not I- every time an exceptional storyteller,
2: yes, or, you know, yes. originator. Uh, and yeah. That's well, okay. there's there's some directors that I think sometimes are that writer director, and sometimes I think you'd be better if you weren't writing your own stuff because you need a little distance. You know, I, I think yeah. that was some of the stumbles that right, I right. have with you know Mr. M Night Shyamalan and some of his things of you know. Casting yourself in a movie and writing it and directing it, maybe you're wearing a few too many hats and you're, the final project is suffering a little. So why not, why not find a story that really speaks to you and direct that rather than always saying, well, I have to write this. And so it's, it's that balancing act. I
0: say we jump into
2: trailers. What do you think? Well, you got the A twenty four rule I on do. your side, is what you do. So, what a crazy A twenty four trailer
0: we have today! This came out uh, immediately before last week's show, and I missed it uh but i was actually very excited because i'm trying to embrace my inner horror fan that didn't really exist but i'm i'm trying and and andy reminded me he said early on in our show i did like horror like there was some horror that i i saw that i actually uh was able to embrace <laughs> and i don't know what happened i think my hunch is both my kids hit this age where i couldn't watch any horror and i became resensitized to it what do you think about that theory
2: i agree I and think that, that's yeah. very much part of it because in your household, yeah, stuff, you want to watch things with your kids or you, it, it shifts the types of movies that you're going to watch. And yeah. I, I, high school, you know, that, that, horror goes, the genre goes through certain phases. And yeah, I've loved some horror movies, you know, high school, college, when the kids riddle, not so much. I'm starting to get back into it, but there's certain, I found that there's some that are just really off-putting certain genres that I just can't stomach because it's I I may be more mature in what I want out of my entertainment so I'm I'm right there with you so it's you know well I we can can change I think we can change
0: and that that's what actually makes me excited to talk to you this morning about Slice A story of a small town uh, as a slew of pizza delivery boys are slain on the job in bloody, bloody fashion. Uh, We have a couple of daring survivors who set out to catch the culprits behind a cryptic crime spree. Uh, And uh, somehow uh, the mystery involves a werewolf and a pizza restaurant that happens to be built on the gateway to hell. Now... I happen to be already predisposed to loving any story about a building or buildings built on the gateway to hell. I was a huge Poltergeist fan. I was a huge Buffy the Vampire Slayer fan. Right here we are on the Hellmouth. Now we're back. Gateway to hell. Clearly, uh, there are some... Uh, storytellers involved in this uh, uh, film that also love these kinds of stories. Uh, and so I saw this trailer and it, it is super, super bloody. Uh, it stars Zazzy Beats. I uh, love Zazzy Beats. I hadn't seen much of Zazzy Beats before uh, Deadpool 2, which is strange, I don't think. Uh, chance the rapper is in this uh Joe Keery, Chris Parnell uh paul shear is in this uh it's it's got a uh a, a, a nice cast of uh hannibal Burris is in this uh yes. so that <laughs> <laughs> I, uh it, it's just uh i i think it's I think it's gonna be a, a funny slasher supernatural horror horror joint. And I, I actually found myself really attracted to
2: this trailer. What, what'd you think? See, horror, when you do horror comedy, yeah I have this is this is my type of movie because you can have the horror, you can have the gore. You handle it in a very humorous way and it, it works so well. This is one of horror comedy gets into that almost, as we discussed a couple weeks ago of the ability to have that social commentary in a genre film oh yeah with, with the horror of of who's dying why and just the ridiculousness of yeah. <laughs> a pizza place on you know the gateway to hell and what does that say about corporations all kinds of wonderful things you can do and so i think really humorous cast this is uh like a perfect halloween film this is one that i could see just you put on right before you send the kids out trick-or-treating and just sit back have a laugh there you go. I uh,
0: I think it's gonna be uh, I think it's gonna be a lot of fun. It comes out uh, very very soon. When does it come out? Sometime in uh, 2018. That's all I get. So it's coming, but no release date anywhere uh, for any uh, market around the world other than 2018. That I don't know that that bodes well, but I'm assuming it's gonna be right around Halloween. So um, keep your uh, keep your eyes peeled for Slice. It looks good. What do you got?
2: I got. I'm I'm going the exact opposite of anything that I normally bring as a trailer, so oh, Steve. I <laughs> there's no, there's no high school kids in this one not, not a <laughs> high school kid to be seen in this one, but when I saw this show but the up, the greatest showman's in it, I, but it is the greatest <laughs> showman is in it, and I, I'm hoping just from my opinion that this is the redemption of Jason Reitman because I have not. Seen several of his latest films. I have not enjoyed. I think the last thing I really saw. Oh, gosh. Yeah, because I, I, the last one I watched was Young Adult from 2011. Did not love that. Did not. You know, Labor Day, Men, Women, and Children. Tully. Haven't seen any of those. But this one looks to me like he's getting back to what he does really well. And this is the frontrunner. And this is just timed so interestingly. It's coming out uh, November uh November 21st. And this is the story of Gary Hart's presidential campaign in 1988 and the whole, you know, press digging into his, you know, affairs possibly his relationship with other women and what that did to his campaign. Got a tremendous cast in here. We've got Hugh Jackman, we've got JK Simmons, we've got Alfred Molina. I am just really excited about this, this type of story digging back into history giving us a chance to not only learn a little bit about something that, you know, was going on as I was just becoming an adult and starting to get ready to vote, but also just commentary on sort of the political and media scape that we have, you know, today, 30 years later and so many things that can be done with this and i think jason reitman is the perfect you know director to handle something like this to to tackle those heavy issues but still handle it in a serious way and I, I just love the way he can balance those things uh so yeah the that's what i'm bringing to the show
0: yeah, I I remember this. my My dad was still, um, I, I, he was still in the news business at the time, and so he was, um, you know, he interviewed Gary Hart a number of times as he came through our particular market, and uh, so this was, you know, I guess I was seventeen, probably I think, when this all happened, and so this was, I think, my first uh, sex scandal. You know, great media sex scandal. (laughs) And and I was sitting in in one of the in a position where I had, uh, uh, you know, access to, um, you know, a lot of media folks and other reporters who had had spent a lot of time with him. You know, it's my summer job was working at the TV station. And so, um, you know, I was I, I felt really kind of invested in Gary Hart and the story of Gary Hart and the monkey business and Donna Rice and and. The and I remember having this conversation uh, with my dad at the time, saying, "This is going to be a hell of a movie one day." And here we are, and the cast is amazing. Between Hugh Jackman and Vera Farmiga and Sarah Paxton and J.K. Simmons and Kevin Pollak and Alfred Molina, oh yes, God, uh, it, the the whole cast is. Amazing! Uh, This this feels like one of those trailers that that comes with it uh, a a film with a lot of weight to it. I am with you. I hope, I hope, hope, hope uh, that it lives up to um, that it lives up to the story because I think it's a it is a good story with lessons to learn, uh, and uh, it it sure looks like Hugh Jackman is playing heart with the kind of um, sensitivity. Uh, to both the incredible personal failings and the aspirational political uh, desires. So yeah, the, I'm looking forward to it.
2: The other names associated with this sort of, that I think, give it a little bit of a pedigree is you have uh, writers, you have Jay Carson, who is a producer. Uh, he was a technical consultant on House of Cards, it looks like, uh, for a couple seasons and then moved into a supervising producer and then you've got matt Bai, who wrote the book uh that this is based on and has also been uh involved as a uh uh, i think a writer uh producer consultant on house of cards so i think that to me gives me some assurance that how we handle political content and just the nature of that, we've got something like House of Cards that has been so successful that and bringing that in with Jason Reitman yeah. just to me makes me just really excited to see how this all comes together. And I think Hugh Jackman, uh, you know, stepping away from Wolverine and again, jumping into something like this just again allows him to, to do what he does really, really well.
0: How exciting is it that guy? Yeah. I mean, just that that he's able to jump into and show his incredible breadth of of skill and yes. talent. I think he's just fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and so November twenty first. Uh, November twenty first. Birthday movie. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Me too. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, all right, Steve. Here we go. Let's do the list.
2: What did you guys do? What, what, I don't did, know. what did you do? Who? Because I, I think Andy sort of like threw some shade at us for what we came up with and he comes and what i wardrobe montage yeah what? you know well okay so was, was okay escape. so what we was there escape. was there a wardrobe montage in an apes movie because I, yes. I haven't seen these in forever so i just oh yes and, and it's, that's it's yeah no
0: and it's wonderful i mean it's exactly <laughs> okay. what you want out of a out of a thing like this but okay. it, so the they go, they're apes and they come down and they have their clothes that they bring with them with their like leather, leather and canvas future robes. Yes. And so they had, they go to the store and the, the, everybody starts falling in love with the apes, right? The culture starts falling in love and celebrating the apes. And so as a result, the apes go on a shopping spree. And there oh. is this really cheeky sequence, uh, a makeover. It's a makeover sequence where they, she comes out and she wears different outfits and she does little twirls and all the cameras are going on the street. And, uh, and it's it's silly. It's silly. It's a silly <laughs> trough in. A, and I think we said it as it was silly. It was a joke. Yeah. And and how funny. <laughs> uh, nobody will pick this. Well, yeah, yeah they will. We Just continue of, to be burned spite. by our own <laughs> by our own uh, inner sense of humor. And so here we are with uh, wardrobe makeovers. And I, you know, I. Yeah. So it is what it is. Did, how did you do? Did you feel like you were, you were able to come up with some that you uh, that you you feel good about? Uh, it Doesn't uh, sound like it from that no, groaning you're doing right no, there. No, <laughs> I
2: just well, I guess. Well, I I. I try to stick as faithfully as I can to what I am given to work with, and since it was there were there were two parts, it said wardrobe, so I'm like, okay, that has to do with clothes, and then montages, and I I know what I think of when I think of montages, and I had a couple films, where I said, I think there's something in here, and I watched, and I said, well. It's not really the the classic montage. It's more of like an extended sequence. And so I I tried to really be faithful to let's let's do this as a montage as, you know, you you think of a lot of other types of montages like the training montage in in the 80s. Yes. So I was trying to yeah. to go for something like that and I I got close. I've got some backups that are are really sort of pushing it. There's that and then there's always the Andy Nelson rule of we don't include movies that have been, you know, talked about on the main show, so that took a couple things out of the running as well. So I've I've got one that I I'm really happy with. I've got one that's a surprise, <laughs> I think that a lot of people may not have seen, and then I've got some that I I'm expecting they're going to be steals because I just the well was not deep to go to on this one for me.
0: Well, I don't know if they're going to be steals. I feel like uh, just as our esteemed audience came at us with the wardrobe malfunction pick, I have picked my favorite, though probably outside of uh, the expected norm for okay. great wardrobe malfunctions. There's no, uh, I can't even remember. I mean, wasn't there wasn't there a great Aubrey Hep- Audrey Hepburn uh, like Breakfast at Tiffany's thing? Like, I just I stayed away from those and instead i don't know i probably just spoiled something of yours didn't i no
2: no 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 oh, good.
0: No, good all right
2: no no cause, instead cause it, cause well prob- i
0: should just start <laughs> go ahead, because i have in. the a24 uh and so i'm gonna go ahead and start and wait wait wait, wait, wait. The, the
2: a24 rule applies to lists as well doesn't it you go I, first I, doesn't I, it I, oh no i i thought you had i thought your first pick for the list was an a24 oh, I thought it was movie the, oh no no no! That's it's fine. like the
0: royal crown that you oh.
2: wear for the duration of the
0: show everything <laughs> goes first when you bring the a24 that's fine go ahead okay yes. all right uh and so i'm gonna pick a film from 1999 that has a montage the movie was not terrific uh i'm talking about jawbreaker Okay. Uh, Daryl Stein written and directed uh, Jawbreaker stars Rose McGowan, uh, Rebecca Gayhart, and uh, appropriately for our montage, Judy Greer. Um, the movie was not great. Think uh, it, it was, cl- it, it's kind of a mashup of Clueless and Heather's with um, yes. uh, murder an uh, accidental murder uh, yes. as uh, it, where we have the the queens of the high school they accidentally kill their friend uh, she suffocates and chokes on a giant jawbreaker and so it is there is some fun satire to it that uh, and and uh, that that i i like i you know it's not a great movie it definitely does not uh, exceed the 6 star rule on imdb so it's not a great movie but the montage is amazing and weird. Uh, it is uh, Fern uh, Judy Greer's character. Uh, Here's over here is the girls as they're trying to you know jam a fit a body in a car or something. I don't remember the whole context of that. And then it goes into we're going to give you uh, you know Rose McGowan's speech is we're going to give you what you've always wanted. You're going to be popular. We're going to be we're like we're the sun and you know everything else orbits around us. We're going to give you a little bit of our light. And they go into this crazy montage where they. They make over the nerdy girl and it's all uh, it's all in this weird psychedelic kind of uh, uh, everything spinning and weird floors and postmodern lines. It's just nuts uh, in order to make the nerdy girl, uh, you know, fit in uh, with them as as a gift in order to buy her silence. They, They give her some popularity. I. Uh, I think that it, it is one of my, uh, it was the first montage that I thought of when I thought of this particular, because this particular challenge was Jawbreaker. And I think that says a lot about me. Uh, so take that for what you will. Jawbreaker, 1999. Weird movie, great montage.
2: I actually have seen that movie. I do not remember the montage, and that that gets into the the whole piece of you have the wardrobe montage, which also sort of overlaps with the whole makeover, yes, montage. So there, there, I found myself trying to weave between those two worlds of does it? It's a makeover montage, and and so does that count? Is that the same thing? So yes, but I, I haven't seen that movie probably in twenty odd odd years. Um because yeah it's well because well, it's below, of what it is it, it, right. it, it <laughs> is it was one of the, it was one of those like friday or saturday night walking the shelves at blockbuster what's this oh this looks like sort of an interesting dark comedy i'll uh, check this out and yeah it, it's below this the imdb 6 star rule for a reason but you know it was entertaining for for what it was back then for in what the day. it was yes that's right exactly. for what
0: it was all right so what's your first pick
2: Okay. So can you
0: beat Jawbreaker?
2: Yes, I can. <laughs> I think, I don't know. So way back in the early 2000s, in 2002, there was this, uh, romantic comedy that was surprisingly fresh. Uh, made me laugh a lot and sort of in that, in that R rated comedy in the 2000s that, I, you're doing a romantic comedy. You don't do like hard R comedy in a romantic comedy. But for some reason, when you cast uh, Cameron Diaz, Christina Applegate and Selma Blair in a, in a comedy together, it really, really works. And this is 2002's The Sweetest Thing, which was written by Nancy Pimentel, uh, who was a writer on South Park. And then is now, I guess, writing on, she's a writer and I think now producer on Shameless. And so this was her first feature film and it's a story of these three girls and finding the right guy. But there is a, there is a wardrobe montage and what makes it stand out for me is a really great wardrobe montage is they're in the dressing room. They got clothes to try on and the montage. They come out dressed as characters from movies that have had like makeover montages in them so or or just or just celebrity characters so you have you've got them coming out dressed up as you know from oh gosh what are the guys from dumb and dumber so in the the orange and blue tuxedos and then you've got uh references to like olivia newton john in greece and so it's it's a truly link. a. If you, I can send you the link because it is a musical wardrobe montage of them going in coming out dressed as different people different characters and it's a montage and it's very very short very sweet but to me it was the epitome of i can find something where people are changing clothes it's truly a montage and it's sort of meta referencing you know other other films so that's what i'm starting out with my my truest wardrobe montage
0: I think that's a great one, and uh, I didn't even think about that. But it's absolutely uh, that's absolutely right. Uh, that, that was I. I enjoyed that movie, although it also does not uh, exceed the six star rule. On oh, IPB, oh, oh! Unfortunately, no. No, it's I, one of those. It's a guilty pleasure kind of uh, uh, affinity for that movie.
2: Yes, because there the, the other memorable moment I think is the the penis song that they sing in the restaurant yes. is the uh, <laughs> the other. <laughs>
0: It has moments, that movie. It definitely yes, has moments. Yes, it does. Yes. Well, I've got one uh, that actually exceeds the six y- exceeds your uh, uh, IMDb star rating. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know, about half a point. But it also still does not exceed the six-star rule. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to make a, a triple crown here, but, um, uh, you know, sometimes you just need to give a caveman a bath big time. I'm talking about Encino Man. I this is another one that I from 1992. I was in New Jersey when I saw this movie. That seems like the and, appropriate
2: place to watch it.
0: Yes, I was in New Jersey in this movie, <laughs> and I saw. I totally remember where I was when I saw this movie with some some friends, and uh, it is the story of uh, you know Brendan Fraser. Uh, transforming from caveman uh to uh you know in encino man uh the bath scene is the makeover scene and they uh sean astin and paulie shore what's a makeover without paulie shore am i right <laughs> uh
2: Sure. Sure. (laughs) Yes.
0: Okay. Uh, They put him in a bath, and they uh, you brush his teeth and cut his hair, and they uh, put him in. They they actually have the mirror shot uh, where they show him himself in the mirror. And what I find so funny about this is that the result. I don't know if it's because of '90s fashion and what we aspired to then, uh, but the result post makeover post wardrobe montage isn't a whole lot different than it was <laughs> before. <laughs> uh, gives me a real chuckle, so I, I, I'm i going with Encino Man. Uh, standing up to the weight and merit of this challenge, of this list, I stick with Encino Man.
2: <laughs> I'm hoping you stick below that six-star rating uh, for uh, just the integrity of your I list. Just, I know, I just yeah.
0: realized, I don't think I... I'm almost sure I didn't uh, because I didn't look at this before... <laughs> Yeah, I didn't. No, my last one, it crests this six-star rule. What am I oh, going to okay. do? Okay. Maybe the thing I like the most is that this movie calls such attention to its own montage by having the backing so- song, Too Sexy. Uh, and I haven't heard that song in probably as long as it's been since I've actually seen this movie. Yeah, I'm sure it's out there, but I don't remember it for anything else. So oh my. there you go. Too Sexy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> too Sexy for this caveman. Yeah, okay.
0: definitely too sexy for the caveman. All right, what's your number two?
2: So my number two, I I went with what I thought was perhaps one of the most obvious because I think it's something that people just think of or remember. It's a very memorable moment uh, in a movie. Again, going back to the whole makeover concept, uh, which usually ties in with some type of you know shopping spree going on. So for my second pick, I'm just gonna you know call it easy and say I'm gonna go with Pretty Woman. Julia Roberts on her shopping yeah. spree, you know, getting all the clothes, becoming this new woman. And then the the moment of going back into the store that she had been in previously and kicked out of and, you know, basically throwing it in the woman's face. Oh, you know, remember me? I was yeah. in here and you threw me out. Don't you work on commission? Ha ha ha. Look at all this money big, I'm spending. Yes. Big mistake. Huge. Yes. <laughs> Huge. Yes.
0: You know, I, I looked at that one. I'm not going to call it a steal because I thought about it i thought hard about it but it didn't actually end up on my list uh mostly because i think as you can tell i've tried to keep my brow much lower
2: (laughs) almost a neanderthal brow
0: (laughs) pretty woman good pick (laughs) natural pick all right uh my last pick uh is one of those movies that had me positively howling howling While watching it in in the theater, embarrassingly, but not so much because so many other people were howling with me. Uh, I am talking about a movie you've already even mentioned, 1994's Dumb and Dumber. Come on, Cinderella, we got to get you ready for the ball. (laughs) (laughs) I think they do such a good job. It's still even it's like they uh, they were able to. Uh, uh, lampoon tropes in montages before they had become tropes in montages things that they still do years later in montages that these guys were able to poke fun at uh, but the the you know the scene with the toenails and the like the rotary sander and um you know the the f- actually coming out and doing the suits they're fantastic the bit that gets me still even when I know it 's coming is as the guy is shaving him doing g- giving him the wet shave and and uh, uh, Jim Carrey, you know, grabs his neck and blood starts shooting out and the guy passes out. It's still funny. It's a dumb gag, but it's still it's still funny in the middle of this montage. So I uh, this movie has a very special place in, in my heart and uh, it's it comes in at a 7.3 on IMDb, which I see as a downright disaster. That is way too low for this amazing <laughs> contribution to American cinema. Sure.
2: I j- Shut up, Steve. No, no, I can no, already no. tell that's no. what I need to say. No, no, because <laughs> this is the thing. So this is the issue with, with Dumb and Dumber. And there's something about Mary is I did not get out to see them in the theaters right away. So it was this completely overhyped, both of them, just this is the funniest movie ever made. And I'm like, okay, so you set a really high bar. And then I end up renting these and i'm like so number one at a disadvantage because i'm not in that crowd experience where you know what might be a little a little chuckle at home can become uproarious laughter in a group yes uh so there's there's that and just yeah to me it's that again coming back to you know comedy and you, you can go for the, the low easy jokes and you know happy time murders and I, I'm not saying these are as bad as don't that don't you no dare, no no sir. but again I was when I hear like funniest movie ever made I forget people have different sensibilities when it comes to what they find funny so I'm expecting like wow some really you know highbrow commentary humor and I'm getting what these do and do really well but again they just I went in with such heightened expectations that I thought I was going to come out just tears rolling down my face. And it, because I had that expectation and the movies, my experience suffered due to that. And I regret that. And so that's why I've tried to sort of moderate my expectations going into films so that I don't have these, these disappointments. I don't want to go in expecting the greatest movie of all time because no movie can live up to those expectations. I'd rather be surprised. And I learned a, a lesson from these. And unfortunately, my opinions of them have suffered because of mistakes I made. Oh, Steve, I'm
0: so sorry. I'm yeah. so
2: sorry for your loss. Yeah, that's all right. Because <sighs> I've, well, I've got my last pick, which to me is a very underrated comedy that I think deserves a, a great place. And it has a 7.4. Okay, that yeah. may
0: be our highest rated one yet.
2: So I've got I got a 7.4 and this one is Again, we've got sort of a, a, a makeover wardrobe thing going on. Uh, you know, if, if you want to be an attractive man, you need to have the right kind of clothes. And there is no better person to help guide you through that process than Ryan Gosling, especially if you are Steve Carell <laughs> in 2011's <laughs> crazy, stupid love, uh, written by Dan Fogelman. I just, I love this movie so much. It does so many things so well and this whole the the makeover with steve carell in his his polo his baggy jeans his, his, his baggy jeans his, his uh sneakers and his velcro wallet uh at the start and you know that he needs to understand that he is better than the gap he deserves better than the gap uh just a great uh sort of twist on the on the makeover uh having two guys do it and it's it's my number one for when it comes to these uh these wardrobe makeover montages
0: I think it's great. What a great choice! I'm so glad, and especially because it's the only one that, uh, that that turns. Well, I guess Dumb and Dumber is the one that that also turns it on its its head. But yes, uh, it does. Uh, no, it's that's great. Uh, and at a seven point four, you really are the number one. Can you believe Pretty Woman comes in at a seven?
2: Well pretty woman doesn't age well I think is think? is the issue yeah. with that is it, you know and I still am always shocked that it was an R rated movie back in 1990 even you know I, P- oh,
0: why were you why were you shocked
2: well because it, to me it's just that screams PG13 uh, you know, that rating had been around for years. Why is, oh, is yeah. pretty woman rating radar? Oh, because she's a prostitute and we can't have, right. you know, kids exposed can't have to have a, 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 role model that, that was a prostitute. So let's make this R. am like, are you serious? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And it's, 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 it, I think suffers from just the, the time that it came out, The you know, again, these certain cliches or whatever that it, you know, may have been the the root of that everybody's like, oh yeah, that's been done before. Yeah, because they were doing it here.
0: So Right Right
2: But I I think we did well, we had a successful list. I think we did this too. Week. I think we
0: I think we did too. Uh so much for uh and, and I think just as an uh uh you know a montage, a wardrobe montage with apes wearing 1960s, 70s outfits <laughs> uh, fits the category of wardrobe montage. I think every one of ours fits that level yes. of sort of sober cinematic wardrobe montage. I, I hope uh, everybody builds a list out of these and begins to see these movies immediately today. Uh, this week, we're uh, what's going up? Uh, Conquest of the Planet of the Apes uh, is, is going to be dropping this week. Uh, and so that means next week we need to be doing a list of of what when's Is the last it, time you saw conquest of the planet of the apes
2: probably 1980 maybe i i have not come back to revisit this franchise since i saw them on tv like on saturday when they were doing that it's the apes weekend for memorial day and just wgn's right. gonna show all of them because i i don't love them like andy does yeah i i prefer the new trilogy of of apes movies i thought that it did a very nice job and this was great for saturday you know be movie fair, but I just haven't been compelled to watch Conquest of the Planet of the Apes, so I don't even know what this one's about. I, I'm assuming oh. there's apes and there's conquesting and there's there's some type of conflict with with apes.
0: Yeah, uh, there is. Uh, so we, it's a, it's you know it's a futuristic society and. It uh, turns out that um, you know we have uh, Caesar was you know he was protected. Uh, he was a baby named Milo, a baby ape, a chimp named Milo, and he was taken into the circus. And Ricardo Montalban took care of him for years, and now here we are, and he's a he's a young adult ape, and he's coming into his own. And it's kind of a let's say this is uh, the ape version of Hamilton. <laughs> <laughs> okay okay all right uh and so uh we have the forces of uh england that want to keep him down <laughs> the king uh, so we have a uh, governor breck he is a uh, he wants to keep to stamp down the apes and uh we have caesar who becomes the reluctant uh reluctant hero to ape kind
2: <laughs> so this is like the 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 I, I can talk, right? So the uprising, revolt <laughs> yes. against our oppressors, the initial, type of thing.
0: The, yes, exactly. Yeah. So it is. It's you know, slave revolts. It's okay. um, uh, That is definitely uh, a big one. I I can't think of. I, I guess we could. We could do uprisings. Uh, great uprisings. Okay.
2: I think that that will work. Okay. Oh, Ricardo Montalban.
0: Great movie uprisings. I, i'm doing the steve sarmento patented looking at the keywords oh well of
2: course i'm i'm right there with you so An- it's animal so-
0: revolution <laughs> <laughs> uh, they do have the, i can't believe this made it as a keyword i actually pointed this out how great that they they made cordless phones by just taking those <laughs> phones and taking the cords out like you still see the the yeah. plug they didn't plug it up it's just people talking about phones with no cords hanging out of it i love that so much <laughs>
2: So okay so we've got if we've got a a revolt or uprising so then we've got i I don't know military leaders is that you know is caesar uh, this one uh, this one would no? be i
0: think beneath was the big military oh, leader okay. and, I, so okay. caesar
2: i guess could be the way but i think if we're going to do something
0: like that this would be a good movie for great movie political leaders
2: ah political leaders uh, okay
0: right because we have we have two in this movie one who's not great the governor and yes. one who is you know caesar's you know he he becomes a military leader uh but uh, you know i think it's i don't know i my sense is maybe it'd be it'd be more fun to do Because we had sort of the warlord
2: option. Yes. Yeah, you did. Okay. So political leaders, uprisings.
0: Okay. Political leaders, uprisings. And one more, Steve. One more that's got to be better
2: than wardrobe.
0: uh, uh, wardrobe This isn't
2: even the last one in the franchise either. So you've got more. I know. Can you believe it? So it's not even more. Ending of a franchise. You got that for next week. It's just like, okay. Yeah, right.
0: (laughs) Uh, we're,
2: we're floundering in the there, franchise. Let's come up with something. You know, oh, there right. is,
0: there, there is, we've got to talk about the reconditioning because that's, that's one of the major bits of this movie. They take the apes and they recondition them so that they are fit for Human tasks, right? Oh, okay. Like, like you know, serving tea and making beds, and you know, pouring glasses of water, and being you know, waitstaff at restaurants, and uh, you know, in the process, that sort of reconditioning. There is a reconditioning montage. <laughs> Oh, no. Don't make it a
2: montage. Oh, Just no. reconditioning. I have an of, idea. Oh, no. Great. I'm out for next <laughs> Recon- week. You guys deal with that one. Great <laughs> reconditioning montages. So that would be like a... Tra- would, that, would that qualify as like a training montage to, to really... Yes. I okay. think, I think they would, it would, it, that would be the
0: absolute kindest way to put it, is okay. training montage. Okay. If training is beat the monkeys until they do what you tell them to do. Oh, sure. Training montage. That, that should sure. work. Yes. Yes. Um,
2: okay. So we have... What the 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 uprising? We've got yep, the great movie politi- uprisings. Political leaders. See yep. why? Why do you put great in there? Because we're never going to hit that. You're right. Bar. We never hit that. So I movie uprisings.
0: Movie uprisings. Middling to fair political leaders <laughs> and. <laughs> And sad reconditioning.
2: <laughs> sad reconditioning. Training <laughs> montage. <laughs> training montage. There is a
0: sequence where Ricardo Montalban throws himself out a window. Maybe we should do throwing yourself out a window. Great throwing yourself out a window movies. With cordless phones. <laughs> With cordless phones, right. I'm gonna put I'm gonna put training in quotes.
2: Yes, you can do that. So that gives us some some latitude. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Okay, good.
0: I feel like that's good. We've got three. How easy with that? You haven't even seen the movie. I know. Look look what a great
2: contributor you were. (laughs) Things with animals. Things with animals. Talking animals with (laughs) cordless
0: Uh Super fun, Steve. Always, always a treat to uh, hang with you on these Saturday mornings. Oh, yeah.
2: Yes, always. I'm I'm looking forward to getting out uh, this weekend because our local franchise out here harkins they're doing uh it's their 85th anniversary so they're doing five dollar movies for all movies if you're a member of oh, their little rewards program so there's a lot of stuff i'm like well maybe i hey for five bucks yes i can go go catch up on some things so that's, that's fantastic. on a nice holiday weekend so it's running all weekend so that's it's almost like yeah, doing the the birthday binge but but not quite so we'll we'll see what well, we can somebody's get through birthday.
0: it's harkins birthday mr harkins yeah, yes it is celebrate mr harkins birthday we will uh Thank you, everybody, for downloading and listening to this fine show. Thank you especially for supporting us on Patreon at patreon.com slash The Next Reel. We sure appreciate it and um, uh, appreciate the group continuing to grow. Uh, If you are listening to this and you haven't joined our Discord, make sure you get your Discord uh, uh, ID linked in your Patreon account, and that'll get you in all the right uh, chat rooms over there. We'd love to have you over there. It's some fun discussion always going on, something about movies always
1: happening over on our Discord server. So thanks, everybody.
0: Thanks, Steve. Have a good weekend. Hondo.